Hi everyone. Welcome to Your Life, Your Design podcast. My name is Sophie Koo, and I'm so grateful to have you accompany me today as we talk about some ways of life that work uniquely for you, so that you can start living the life that you love by design and not by default. What sports or physical activities do you enjoy doing regularly? For me, I quite enjoy wakeboarding and wake surfing. I remember the last time I went on the waters. As I just got up in a standing position, still holding to the handle to the rope, I saw another wakeboarder from the oncoming boat, successfully and beautifully doing a full-on surface trick. Well. With the personality that I had in the not so distant past, I would have immediately edged out into the waters and stepped up to my internal dare. But I remembered in that split second, I actually told myself, "Don't do it, Soph. Yes, you might be able to clear that trick, but the price you will most likely have to pay, based on past experiences, is that this would probably be your last run for the day." Well, definitely not what I've planned, and at least two days of downtime thereafter. Well, at my age, not that I'm old, but physically, I admit that it now requires more than just now go take a break, catch a breath, have a drink of water or beer for courage. And that is if I've had enough rest the nights before, if I've eaten well and clean the days before. If not, the prices I would pay would be much more than that. Now, these prices of mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion, of burnt out, is what I like to share with you in today's episode. Now, the topic of burnt out is not new. In fact, it's been one of the most talked about topics in the last couple of years. But it came about after having a an afternoon of great conversation with a friend of mine. Let's call her Net. Now, Net has been with the company that she currently works for for several years now, and over the years, she has moved from one department to another, and with increasing portfolio. Now, she enjoys the challenge, the culture, the autonomy she's given, and more importantly, the opportunities for creating changes. Now, one of the challenges she faced. Was that since the company was still considered a young one when she first started, there were several areas where significant improvements could be made. So after discussing with her boss, then, Ned took the chance to upgrade herself with a master's, to supplement and enhance her knowledge and learning, so that she can better contribute to the company. She's taken on different roles since then, and up to recently, due to some organizational changes. She's volunteered to take on another role, on top of her current workload. Now, this is not something new to her, the taking on of more roles. However, in the last couple of months, she started to realize that her enthusiasm for work is no longer present, and for the first time in her life, she dreads going to work in the mornings. She dreads powering up her laptop. She also shared that although she strives on and finds joy in problem solving, there seems to be 
no end to the problems lately. They just kept coming, and that just made her feel more and more incompetent. That she cannot solve them fast enough, or enough for them to stop happening. Now she gradually, or actually quickly, became exhausted. And then Ned added something that I found rather interesting. She mentioned that when she first felt that, she took it upon herself and thought that maybe if she were to take on more and be busier, she would feel that she's productive again. But it did not take long for her to realize that it didn't work this time. She's now considering leaving her job, leaving the company. But a part of her is conflicted and telling her she should just pull herself together. She should just brace up and continue to stay buoyant. It is, after all, a job she, she loves and still feels passionate for. So she feels trapped between managing her burnout and just walking away. Now this is the first time she's experiencing a burnt out. Thank you, Nat, for sharing what you're currently going through. Now when you tune into the news, social media, or just in your conversations with friends, you realize that this is a challenge that many of us are going through, regardless of our age or tenor in your company or work. You often hear conversations like, I feel very tired. I feel very demotivated. I feel very deflated. I can't seem to reignite the passion and enthusiasm I had. Sometimes I feel like there's no end in sight. I seem to have lost the meaning or purpose for work. And it's also at this point that they commonly ask themselves this, now how can I pull myself together? How can I just buck up? How can I stay motivated and just plow through this? Now in my experience with my clients and myself, this is not exactly a challenge you can simply talk yourself out of. It is not a matter of pulling ourselves together even more, buck up even more, or plow through even more. Because to be honest, we have already been doing that. And if it were, if it were that simple, we would have done so already, no? So if we, we are unable to talk ourselves out of this mental, emotional, physical exhaustion, the state of burnout, what can we do? So how do you know if you're experiencing a burnout at work? Now, according to psychologists, there are three signs to look up for. Firstly, are you experiencing a sense of emotional exhaustion? Do you feel like you have nothing left in you to give? You'll find that this emotional exhaustion often greatly impacts both your mental and physical capacity or function. You may find it more difficult to focus your attention on what's important. You're quick in losing your temper. You act more impulsively. You experience more sleepless nights. You fall sick more often. You develop mouth sores or ulcers more frequently. 
or your health system becomes more sensitive or inflamed. Secondly, do you experience yourself withdrawing, distancing, or depersonalizing yourself from work? You may used to feel that work, including your colleagues and boss, is a part of you or, ex- or an extension of you, one that you feel proud of, but you no longer feel this way. In fact, you find yourself deliberately distancing yourself from your colleagues, from your boss, or even the job itself. You still know what to do, right? what to say to your colleagues or boss or to your clients. You, you know your drill. But you also feel an overarching indifference of, I just don't care. Thirdly, do you experience a drop in your personal productivity or your sense of accomplishment at work? Well, by this point, this seems like a rhetorical question. Why? With your emotional, mental and physical exhaustion or fatigue in tow, coupled with the feeling of, I just don't care, could your productivity not be impacted? Now, many a times, if not managed at this point, this might lead to your eventual obsolescence in the company. How so? Now, when your productivity is affected, it directly impacts your performance and eventually reduces your confidence at work. And if this is still not managed, there is a big possibility that your boss or your supervisor misinterprets your symptoms of burnout as being non-cooperative, having poor work attitude, or just simply incompetent. Again, if this situation continues unmanaged, you are less likely to get the support that you need, threatening to worsen the situation. Now, what I also noticed in my clients and myself was that when we first experienced um, symptoms of burnout, whether we were aware of it or not, our first response was often, I shouldn't be feeling this way. Now, I loved my job and my colleagues. I shouldn't be feeling so negative. And what happens right after was that we'd start increasing our productivity by finding more things to do, uh, volunteering for more work, signing up for new courses or learning new skills or things, be involved in more challenging work, basically getting ourselves busy in hope of pulling ourselves together, remotivating ourselves, or bucking up. Unfortunately, not only did we not feel more productive or more motivated, we felt the exact opposite, deflated and defeated. Now, for those of you who are listening, if you find yourself in a state of burnout at work, what might be useful is to first explore the reasons that might be causing you your burnout. Now, according to a Gallup research in 2018, now Gallup is an American 
um, analytics and advisory company that specializes in conducting workplace researches worldwide. Now, according to Gallup, there are five major causes of employee burnout. First, unfair treatment at work. Now, unfair treatment can include anything from bias, favoritism, and mistreatment by a co-worker to unfair compensation or corporate policies. Now, when employees are treated unfairly at work, they are 2.3 times more likely to experience a high level of burnout. For example, if you find yourself always doing your co-workers or your boss's work and not getting the salary or recognition that's due, this will often lead to much dissatisfaction and discontentment, which often leads to feeling uh, burnout after. Now, Gallup also added that when employees do not trust their manager, teammates, or executive leadership, it breaks that psychological bond that makes work meaningful. Number two, unmanageable workload. Now, of course, whether or not workload is manageable is often dependent on your tenor, your experience within the company, well, and your level of stress tolerance. Now, everyone's capacity to manage workload is different. But so long as you often and increasingly experience overwhelming daily workload, a workload that you are not able to effectively cope with, you will start to feel burnout no matter how optimistic or positive you are. Now, even high-performing employees can quickly shift from optimistic to hopeless as they continue to drown in unmanageable workload. Now, according to Gallup, when their workload is out of control, employees look to their managers to be their advocates for what they can and cannot accomplish and for finding others to help them. The third reason for employee burnout out is the lack of clear work roles. Now, I believe that most of us, when doing something, wants to know exactly what we need to accomplish and the role we play. According to a workplace report, only 60% of workers strongly agree that they know what is expected of them at work. Many of us often find ourselves doing more than what our job description tells us. I believe even more so, especially during a downsize or reorganization, especially now as a result of this pandemic, when employees are expected to be ready to support other departments or colleagues. Now, you may not feel the impact in initially, but in the longer term, when accountability and expectations are constantly moving targets, you can become exhausted just trying to figure out what people want from you. Now, the lack of communication and support from your manager is cited to be the fourth reason that causes employee burnout. Now, according to Gallup, employees who do not feel supported are 70% more likely to experience burnout. This manager support and communication provide a psychological buffer. So employees know that even if something were to go wrong, their manager has their backs. Now on the opposite side of the same coin, 
a negligent, confrontational manager leaves employees feeling uninformed, alone, defensive, uncertain, all leading to possible signs of burnout. The last reason for employee burnout is unreasonable time pressure. Do you often find yourself saying, no, I don't have enough time to finish my work? Well, this is slightly different from unmanageable workload. Of course, when we are new to our work, we may take a longer time to complete the same task as compared to an experienced colleague. But if you've been with the company for a while now, and still often find that you are chronically racing against timelines, you may quickly end up in a burnout. Granted, there are some professions that will always have extreme time constraints, like paramedics, firefighters, or even reporters. And not surprisingly, people in these roles are at higher risk for burnout. In other fields, however, Time constraints are often imposed by managers who do not know how long it takes to deliver quality work. Unreasonable deadlines and pressure can create a snowball effect. When employees miss one, they fall behind on the next task they are expected to accomplish. Now Gallup added that when employees say they often or always have enough time to do all of their work, they are 70% less likely to experience high burnout. So these are the five reasons to employee burnout, according to Gallup. Of these five, do you resonate with any one or more than one of them? So if, you're, if you find yourself in a possible state of burnout, what might be useful is to first explore which, of, which five of these reasons might be causing a burnout. And once you've identified that, you might then be able to come up with um, how to better manage it. Let us now look at um, Ned's situation using the above five reasons and see if we can discover where the root cause or causes might lie and if we can come up with possible actions to manage it. Now, number one, unfair treatment at work. Now, from what was shared by Ned, there didn't seem to be any form of unfair treatment by her co-worker or her boss. Second, unmanageable workload. Ah, this is an area that seems to be quickly becoming a reason for Ned's burnout. Indirectly caused by her volunteering to take on more roles, as well as the increasing lack of role clarity as a result. And bringing us to the next point the lack of role clarity. Now, Ned did share that on top of the, the cross-functional roles that she was already taking on, she had recently volunteered to fulfill another role during the interim before these positions get fulfilled. Now, at the same time, with the replacement of her boss, she is expecting herself to fulfill somewhat even more tasks to ensure a smooth transition. With that many roles that Ned is currently playing, officially or unofficially, um, it is likely that there is somewhat unclear delineation of job scope, responsibilities, and expectations. Now, this can further add on to the unmanageable workload. The lack of communication and support from manager. 
Now, this does not seem to be a challenge that Ned is facing at work. In fact, she mentioned that she had worked well with her bosses and colleagues, and many at times, she had been given the autonomy to make changes that she deemed fit. Number five, unreasonable time pressure. Yes, this seems to be another possible cause of Ned's burnout. I remember her sharing that she was not working longer hours than before, but there seemed to be more and more deadlines that she was not able to fulfill, and thus making her feel unproductive. Now, when we analyze Ned's situation using these five possible reasons, we can briefly conclude that Ned's burnout is caused by three of the five reasons, being unmanageable workload, the lack of role clarity, and unreasonable time pressure. What will greatly help her is to redefine her role more clearly, or determine for herself what an optimal amount of workload looks like. Instead of adding on more, in hope of increasing her productivity. Now, what I would like to share with you next is a concept that I found in an article from a Harvard Business Review regarding burnout. Now, according to the author, a burnout occurs when the demands people face on a job outstrips the resources they have to meet them, and in order to get back to thriving. It is essential to understand that burnout is fundamentally a state of resource depletion. It further explains that, in the same way that you like, you cannot continue to drive a car that is out of fuel just because you want to get home. You cannot overcome burnout simply by deciding to pull yourself together. Now, many resources are vital for our performance and well-being. So, what exactly is a resource? Now, examples of resource include personal qualities like skills, emotional stability, and good health, and supportive relationship with colleagues, autonomy at work, control at work, feedback, having a say in matters that affect us, and feeling that the work that we do makes a difference. Now, to recover from a burnout. And subsequently, preventing its recurrence requires your attention to three key areas. Number one, replenishing depleted resources. When you experience yourself in a state of burnout, you don't necessarily need to find a place or an out of ordinary way or method to recharge. You can simply start with prioritizing taking care of yourself with、um, good sleep habits. Nutrition, exercise, connection with people, people you enjoy, as well as practices that promote calmness and well-being, like meditation, journaling, or simply quiet time alone doing activity that you enjoy. The second key area is avoiding further resource depletion. Now, the basic principle behind this is to limit your exposure to tasks. People and situations at work that drain you. Now, the key here is to understand what might be burning you out by analyzing your current work condition and environment. Now, you can do this by exploring the five reasons that were mentioned earlier, and then 
identifying the areas where you can start making changes that will have the greatest impact. Now, in the case of Nat, her condition may warrant a reduction in her workload and role clarity. Now, both of these require for Nat to communicate with her boss to possibly redefine a clearer job scope and reasonable timelines. At the same time, Nat may re- realize that she has perfectionist tendencies at work and decides to consciously release them to lower her stress level or to delegate the, the things that are necessary for her to do personally. Now, setting such boundaries is vital as it helps protect our resources from being depleted easily. Now, the third key area is creating resource-rich conditions moving forward. Now, the principle behind this is to prioritize our exposure to tasks, situations, and people at work that are highest in value and most energizing. This include reaching out and connecting with people you trust and enjoy at work, interacting more with people you find stimulating, communicating to your boss about your burnout and the resources you require to perform optimally. Now, many of us find it challenging to communicate this way as the belief is that this reveals our weakness or vulnerability. In my opinion, this honest communication is vital in creating a trusting and understanding working environment. For many people, a burnout is or had been their reason to pause, take stock, and create a life and career that is more satisfying, more aligned to their core values or to what they care about than what they had previously experienced. But you do not need to experience a burnout to achieve this. Take every opportunity you have to reassess, to reassess what you're working for. Is it for passion? Is it for the money? Or is it for the chase of success? To reassess if your work overlaps with what you care about, if it is meaningful to you. Maybe to many of us, finding work that is more meaningful may be an essential step to thriving. If I were to liken work to sports, as mentioned at at the start of this podcast, work is like a marathon, a long-distance race. It is possible to sprint every now and then, but sprinting all the way would be unsustainable and a burnout is almost guaranteed. So sprint whenever you desire to. The key is to develop and have in place a sprint to rest ratio that works best for you. With resting periods long enough for your muscles to recover to near resting conditions, so as to allow your optimal performance in each subsequent sprint till you get to your finishing line. And more importantly, without burning out. So this is today's episode of Your Life, Your Design podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now I hope you've gotten some value from today's content, content that will empower you to design the life you love to live. Or perhaps if you know of any friend who is currently experiencing a burnout, please do share this podcast with them. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe to the Your Life, Your Design podcast. This way, you won't miss any of the future episodes. And this will also greatly help in the visibility of this podcast. Please feel free to write to me too. Whether it's in the form of encouragement, feedback, content suggestion, or like that, share your story or life challenges with me. It may become the content of future podcast episodes where other listeners can benefit from. This is Sophie Koo, and you've just listened to Your Life, Your Design podcast. Until the next episode, take care and stay safe. Mm-hmm.